Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. You are rocking with the one and only Inner Bloom podcast. I'm Alexa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. I hope you're having a good day. I love that you said, I love that intro. Yeah, that was oh, good. Yes, you are. That was awesome. With the best. I think I was channeling my inner like um, radio DJ. You know? I you sounded like it. It sounded like it. It was a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Next thing you know, Inner Bloom Radio. That is in our future. I'm super um, excited about it. <laughs> How's your Monday going, Ambrosia? It's all right. How's your Monday? Oh, it's all right. Um, Sorry, I'm just sharing this to our Facebook group. By the way, if you're not in our Facebook group, make sure you join. It's called Inner Bloomers. Uh, just search it on Facebook. It's a private group. Um, it's free, it's, too. You yeah, have nothing to lose. It is free. Uh, I think there's about 1,500 of you in there now. So it's a really good, great place Woo-hoo. to share and connect and all that good jazz. Um, yeah, no, I've been having uh, a pretty pretty decent day. To I... I I, you know, one of those days where you just start to get, you realize like, okay, things are kind of flowing. Things are kind of flowing a little bit just with me and my son mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. cause you know, the opposite of that when it's like, this yeah, shit is I'm experienced flowing. the opposite of that today. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry. We have two ends of the spectrum yes. today. Yes. Which is great. Which is good. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry. Is That's uh, all right. everything Okay. Well, you know, so my day got thrown off because I didn't wake up in time to go to the gym, which always oh. makes me angry. And yeah. when I get angry, I to take that out on other people. Yep. So, um, yep. so I was frustrated. And then I decided to go grocery shopping this morning, which was a terrible decision. I know. I know. Terrible idea. But I had my little guy with me and he's like, can we get this? Can we get this? Can I touch this? Can I lick this? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, by the, <laughs> so by the time we got to the register, I was like done, like yeah. maxed out, done. And then like a situation happened where I was like, okay, you need to calm down because honestly, you're not mad at him. He's being a kid. He's not doing anything wrong. Chill the fuck out. So then I get home and my middle child is like, my pee and I'm like fuck because I have like so many appointments today so she had to go to urgent care and she's getting mad she has a UTI so it's tough times tough Mm. times over here Mm. poor Bryn poor Bryn poor little Brynny but it's okay it's all right it's all we have good days and we have bad days or we have 
you know. Challenging days. Yeah, we have all the days. I was just kind of saying that about uh, parenthood to someone who's asking me, like, how you doing? I was like, I just feel like it's like a two-step forward, one-step back type of type of gig, you know? You feel mm-hmm. like like yeah. when you start to get things right or things flow or whatever, you go, yes, I yes, this feels so good. Or yes, like I'm doing it. I'm good. I got this. And then like yeah. the next day it can be you, you're reversing that. And that's 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 life, I guess. Do you remember uh, Bad Moms, that movie? Yes. Okay. So there's this scene where like everything's good. She's got everything going. It's the beginning of the day. And then the dog has to go to the vet and it just all falls apart. And it's like a downhill (laughs) spiral from there. She like gets her food spilled on her. It's like just downfall. And I, I feel really resonate with that. I feel that like everything's going well, but then like when one domino falls, the whole rest of them fall. That reminds me of One Fine Day. Did you ever watch that movie? Mm-mm. It's an old, oh, with George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer. Guys, if you haven't seen this movie, I hope it holds up. I think it does. But anyway, it's very similar to what you're talking about. It's very cute. Um, but I think that there's actually power in that. Before we get into today's topic, I really do think there's power in the realization that, like, whatever. Like, like meaning yeah. when you don't, have kids I feel like I feel like kids are a magnifier where when you have them you start to realize that like you just there's nothing really you can do you know what I mean like it sucks it's not fun but whereas before you could convince yourself better that you have the illusion of control when you have kids for example it just magnifies everything and there's so much going on that you have to let go of something you know Mm -hmm. and there's there's actually like a kind of freedom in that even on the days that we hate it you know yeah yeah Definitely a freedom, especially when you're doing it by yourself. You have to let go of control at some point. Yes. Yes. And speaking of control, today we are going to talk about attachment styles. Yes. And so I want to say, Alexa pointed out something very astute about these attachment styles, that there's one secure attachment style and the rest of them are insecure. And I agree (laughs) and resonate with that a lot. Um, so you're going to know a little bit more about us today uh, in case you feel like, um, you don't already, which a lot of you have responded and said, you feel like, you know, us. you're going to know a little bit more about us today. Yeah. Um, this came up because I was actually, uh, one thing I've noticed about becoming a mom is that like all of my focus goes to the kid right now, Mm -hmm. the baby. And, you know, I I do have a insecure attachment style, <laughs> classically, yep. um, as we'll talk about in a minute. And um, I noticed myself this weekend going to my partner, going to my husband and being like, are you mad at me? Like, is something wrong? Do you not like me right now? What's going on? No, no, everything's fine. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Because I'm very sensitive to energy. I'm very sensitive to other people's energy. And Mm -hmm. I've always been this way since I was a kid where if you're not like your normal happy self around me, I'm like, what's going on? You know? So, and I automatically take that on myself. So I was reading Ambie. Yep. A post that I found. Well, actually, before we go into that, and then we can talk about which ones we are. Why don't you talk about what the different attachment styles are? And then we'll talk about which ones we are. 
Okay, so they're secure, which I don't know anybody that's secure, but that's <laughs> you're fine. secure. That's fine. Teach us the ways. Exactly. Tell us how to be secure. Do you want me to read the attributes of the types as well? Or do you want me to say all four types and then read the attributes? Yeah, yeah. Read the type and the attributes. But before you do, let's just clarify and say, if you don't know what attachment styles are, it's talking about the way that you attach to people in relationships. And this is all relationships. It doesn't just have to be romantic. But oftentimes, I think it is romantic like a partner. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I I just want to I also want to say really quick that there was someone that I was talking to long time ago, about a year ago. And it was so funny because like she's so much younger than me. She's like 10 years younger than me. But like when her and I first started talking, it was what's your attachment style? What are your big three? Like all of these things. And I was like, God damn, like this is probably the best like questions to ask somebody before you even start talking to them. Like before we get on this page. I want to know all of these things. So yeah. really what's interesting. your attachment style? That's a new, yeah. that's what that should be the new, what's your Fucking sign? Gen Z. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Gen Z. Anyway, but yeah, no, it's a great question to ask somebody. So these are the four attachment styles. Secure. Secure is positive, stable view of self, positive, stable view of others, interdependent, comfortable with intimacy, open and trusting. See, I don't know anybody that falls into this. Um, See self as equal partner, tends to stay connected when apart, sets and respects boundaries, Um, relies on self and others to manage distress, welcomes diverse perspectives, seeks communication and provides space. Mm. That is not me. Mm -hmm. Um, The anxious attachment style, okay? Negative, insecure view of self, positive, stable view of others, tends towards dependence, fear of losing relationship, emotional ups and downs, evaluates partner about self, uh, or elevates partner above self, sorry, Uh, tends towards clinginess when apart, worries about being disappointed or abandoned, anxious with diverse perspectives, tends to be a pursuer in the relationship. Then there's the avoidant or the withdrawer. Positive, unstable view of self. Negative, insecure view of others. Independent and self-reliant. Fearful of intimacy. Evaluate self above partner. Um, Re... Oh, I can't pronounce this world. Reluctant to rely on others. Views dependence as a sign of weakness. Fuck my life. Sets rigid (sighs) boundaries. Puts up walls. Challenges diverse perspectives, seeks distance, avoids attachment, avoids or withdraws from conflict. Mm. And the last one is fearful or disorganized. Negative insecure view of self, negative insecure view of others, seeks and avoids closeness. (laughs) That's fucked. Okay. Sorry. I just, (laughs) that whole, that hit me like in a real, like you seek and you avoid closeness. That's fucked up. Okay, (laughs) longs for love and rejects intimacy. Jesus Christ. Mm. Struggles with uh, scorekeeping, facilitates or fluctuates between expressive slash supportive and distant or unavailable. Sets and then doesn't maintain or respect boundaries. Please fucking kill me. (laughs) Well, I guess we Um, know which one is. (laughs) Embraces and rejects diverse perspectives. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Uh, pursues and withdraws to avoid being hurt. 
This is a really uh, interesting look at myself. So, okay, so which one are you, Alexa? <laughs> okay, well, after hearing you read these descriptions, it's confirmed I am definitely anxious, um, yeah. which was the second one you read. And mm-hmm. so that is like elevates partner above self. Um, yeah. Uh, I actually read another um, – there is another kind of description, which is like has a sensitive nervous system, struggles communicating needs directly, tends to act out when triggered. Um, mm-hmm. Can you read a, a couple more of them? Like- sure. Um, tends to be the pursuer in relationships. Mm-hmm. Worries about being disappointed or abandoned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge. Uh, Big tends time. towards clinginess when apart. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And is... And is essentially, like I said, I experienced this weekend, like always checking for the other person's emotional temperature. Like, Mm -hmm. where are you at? What's going on? And if it's not Mm -hmm. good, it's like, oh, God, like, is it you must be mad at me. It must be something I did. Right. Like putting the blame on self. And so basically being in a state of anxiety (laughs) about how the partner is feeling. And I mean, I... I feel like I've gotten a lot better over the past few years, for sure. Um, But I definitely do still tend towards this attachment style. And I read something. This is kind of how this whole conversation got started before we get into Ambies. I read something on uh, social media that I thought was really – it just hit me really hard. And I I feel like a lot of people have this attachment style and this might help you. So – Basically, it says, if you're always trying to read people's emotions or wonder if someone's upset with you, you might have an insecure attachment style, which is one Mm -hmm. of these three styles, Um, which means when we're born into a home where a parent is unpredictable, withdraws, aka the silent treatment, has anger explosions, or has us walking on eggshells, we learn to constantly perceive that parent's emotions. When we've had to do this for years as children, this pattern continues as an adult. We might overanalyze conversations, always think someone's mad at us, or fear we're doing something wrong. For example, we're out with friends and tell a story. One of our friends sighs. Afterwards, we think about what that sigh meant or how we offended (laughs) them. We search for the meaning in everyone's actions. The issue is our role as adults isn't to find the meaning behind people's actions. This is simply a coping mechanism we've developed from a dysfunctional home. As adults, we are responsible for openly communicating our issues or problems, and we are not responsible for the emotions of other adults. To heal, it's important to understand healthy emotional responsibility. Healthy emotional responsibility looks like if someone's upset, they'll need to directly communicate this to me. If I'm upset, I need to directly communicate this to people. Rather than assuming someone's emotional state, like I had to as a child, as an adult, I ask. If I ask and someone says nothing is wrong, I honor this as truth, not an invitation to keep guessing or digging. If I upset someone, that is okay. Adults Mm -hmm. are capable of being upset. It no longer means I'm bad like when I was a child. If someone has upset me, I must speak up for myself. This is how I establish boundaries. And I just really, I just really loved how, I don't know why that hit me so hard other than the the, the piece specifically about if someone is upset, they will need to directly communicate this to me. It's not, it doesn't, it's, it's operating on the basis of 
yes, someone might be upset with me and that is okay because it's their, their being upset. I can ask. And if they say no, that is the truth that they are projecting to me. And so I'm going to accept that as truth. Even if Mm -hmm. I can kind of feel maybe they are a little mad, it's up to them to be emotionally responsible and communicate directly what's going on with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of power within that. I think – and I think that's, I don't know, it was just really helpful to me in a really Do you have one of those helpful little things for each attachment style or no? No. I don't. Awesome. I'm Good. so sorry. Good. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I think, I think this can be applied in a way to all of them because I think, well, let's mm-hmm. hear about your attachment style and we'll see how I can apply. So what's, okay. which one is so yours? So my attachment style is the disorganized or fearful attachment style, which I always thought I was avoidant. But now that I read the descriptions of, I think I did a test and I'm, um, excuse me, it's that I was avoidant, avoidant, but maybe I just have a really low self-image of myself. But I definitely feel like I'm more fearful because I will constantly set boundaries and then I will disregard those boundaries and let people cross my boundaries. I will keep score, which is so fucked in a relationship. I know it is. Um, what's another one? embrace and rejects diverse perspectives oh my god if you don't agree with me fuck right off so it's (laughs) like um pursues and avoid being hurt yes my big thing is i'm gonna leave you before you leave me Mm -hmm. um the seeks and avoid closeness so that's a fucked one because i do this in friendships as well I want to be close to people. I actively, this happened to me at the gym today. I wanted to, I want to make friends. I want to meet new people. And someone smiled at me and I was like, what are you doing? Don't smile. (laughs) And so like, it's, I can't win. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't win. So it's, it's really weird, but it's this constant feeling of like, they're fake. They're not really, they don't really want to be my friend. They don't really want to engage with me or um, I'm not good enough. They don't wanna hear my problems. And so I'm gonna avoid and like disregard this, but it does derive from low self view, 100% low self view, because I constantly feel like I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough, pretty enough, tall enough, which I'm not tall enough, but like whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and that's something that I've been working on for many years that I might not, get to in this lifetime and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I feel like this really goes into, I hope it's okay I reference this because you shared this on the podcast quite a bit about the like putting on a pedestal and then the you're dead to me type of thing. (gasps) That just hit me in such a hard way. Hi, my love. Um, my middle uh, one. It, it literally looks like you're when you do that. It looks like you're a celebrity who's like saying hi to the people. Who hi everyone? <laughs> no, no, no. My my middle one just came in and she was waving at me. Aww. Um, no, but that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Wow. That just. Yeah, because it's a way that you. It almost feels like a way maybe you justify what you do, right? It's like at mm-hmm. first you're like, this person's so great. They're awesome. They're above me. And yeah. then you see one flaw and then you go, 
opposite and you take yeah. them off the pedestal and you're like, oh, I and can't, can't believe do I anything trusted right. you. Yeah, yeah, they can't do, they literally cannot do anything right to me. It's yeah. like every, breathing is wrong. Breathing yeah. is wrong. Get away from me. Yeah. That is really interesting. I forgot that I did that. Thank you for that reminder. And that leads me to wonder, how do you think attachment styles, well, obviously we were just hearing that they form in childhood and in early mm-hmm. life which makes sense. But it's like, so do you, so, so does your attachment style mean that that how you, that that's how, like one of your earliest relationship models, like. I would assume so. So. Because your, your relationships as children with your caregiver, whoever that was, mm -hmm. is really what forms your relation, your romantic partnership as adults, because that goes towards comfort. Like the Oedipus complex is a very real thing. You go towards yep. what you're comfortable. And so, yeah, that's. So do you have, a lot you don't have about. to go into specifics, but I'm just curious, right. do you, did you have someone in your life early yes. on who you idolized and then was like, oh my God. Yeah. My I sister, think my sister wholeheartedly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, she did no wrong in my life. Like she yeah. was perfect. She was amazing until high school until high school and then like it came crashing down fucking hard and i really saw you know who she my my sister just in case anybody this is becoming a, a therapy session for me but i digress <laughs> but uh my sister is a recovering drug addict and so when i was she used drugs from the time i was in um elementary school until five years ago, seven years ago, somewhere around there. Um, so I grew up with her in a constant state of like uh, not knowing for a long time. And then when I was in high school, she got bad, really, really bad. And she started stealing from me. She started, she kicked me out of the house. Like her addiction became a lot about who she was as a person and how she treated other people. And it is, the people that I know that have loved ones that have addictions, it's incredibly hard to trust people after that. Because on the one hand, logically, you understand that it's not them, it's their addiction. Yeah. But on the other hand, there's such emotional pain there. And there's such hurt that you really don't know who to trust anymore. Because this person that you loved that like my sister I didn't grow up with a dad. So my sister was my second parent, my dad. Um, and this person that I loved that I thought would protect me and keep me safe and do all of these things. And that is still her intention to this day. Didn't for a really long time. And she was actually the person that caused me so much pain for 10 years. Yeah. So it's just, it's a hard place to be in. So I think that's probably where uh that issue comes from putting someone on a pedestal and then just as soon as they fuck up which everybody does everybody fucks yeah. up but to me it's like nope i can't trust you we're dead you're yeah. dead to me i have a really quick way of cutting people out yeah you do one wrong thing and i i'm done with you and not just like unfortunately i'm not the most forgiving person so it's like not only are we like done done like I, I won't speak to you anymore unless I have to. So I'm working on that. These are my flaws that I'm putting out there to everybody oh, to look okay. at. But but yeah, I would like to be more forgiving. 
I'd like to be more, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody fucks up. I fuck up all the time. Um, everybody makes mistakes. Everyone is that has a song? Days. It's from Hannah Montana. Song? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> are we in a musical? Clip. No, it's just something cheesy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no, no, that makes complete sense. Like also I feel like in the situation you're in where like that is the per it's it's your older sister that's already like a model of like idolization you know so many mm-hmm. little sisters idolize their older especially when they're mm-hmm. the one caring for them and protecting them yeah. and all of that and then you realize that she's just a human <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? but to you it probably felt like like you said like the ultimate betrayal and like like not only that but it was like negative things were now happening to you as a result of this person you trusted to protect you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that makes complete sense. Like, you kind of start that fascination early when you see someone. And then that's actually probably what triggers the opposite reaction. It's not that – it's it's that you want to feel close to people. You want to kind of be like, wow, this person's so great. But then there's that alarm that goes off that says, oh, but remember what happened last time you thought someone was so great? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. found out they were just a human and this person And they were going to hurt you. Too. Yeah, and they yeah. going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's why I don't like celebrities. And I don't I don't know a lot about celebrities intentionally because I'm like, meh, fuck it. They're like, they're all yeah. in my brain. They're all like this category of fucked up people. And so I don't want to even associate with it, which is but really But it's funny. weird because you want to be one. Yeah, but not like, <laughs> here's my thing. I want to be a specific kind of celebrity. I want to be able to go to walk down the street, right? I want yeah. that. Um, but I would like, I, I want to help people on a bigger scale. And I want to make an impact in the world in a bigger way. Yeah. But I don't you want. want to use your power for good. Yeah, and I you don't want to be, be involved in scandal. Yeah, things like that. So, but see, that's why to me, I fear any type of celebrity because it's like, you know, the whole try guy situation that unfolds. Do you know about them? You Mm-mm. don't, do you? Well, our you listeners will know. Our listeners, okay. will, our listeners, it literally was on SNL. It was like the biggest story of like two weeks ago. But anyway, these guys who they had a big fan base, but it wasn't a, na- a national or international fan base in the way of like you say their name and everyone knows who you're talking about. Right. It's like a specific kind of community. But all of a sudden, I didn't know who they were. And then all of a sudden, this, you know, one guy, he has a scandal with his wife and someone who was working for them. And next thing you know, it gets so big. The the scandal gets so much publicity that they mm-hmm. literally did a skit about it on SNL, like uh, literally wow. that week. So like that's the thing is I feel to me being a celebrity feels scary because I feel like I have no control. I feel like I have no control. Like you were like, I, I don't want to be involved in the scandal. It's like, well, neither did those guys. Yeah, but you're probably going to be. Yeah. See, that's. <laughs> I think that I'm okay. Here's the weird part about me. I'm okay. Mm, I say that I'm okay with not having control. Do you think I'm okay with not having control? Let's look. Let's ask. Ask you. What do you think? <sighs> you are. Well, no, you are in some way. You are in ways that are different. That like that I have a harder time with personally. But then I think you need control in other ways that I don't need control. Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. inverse. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you I need more – you need control over, like, if you if you have any perception that anyone has any slight um, plan 
or agenda or intention to do you harm in any way. And by harm, I mean, I don't mean physically. I mean, like, any sort of emotional harm or or attack on perceived attack, anything like that. That is when I feel like you need to go into control mode, which makes sense <laughs> for what we're talking that's about. That's true. Yeah. I Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I I relate to that. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I feel like there's a lot of ways that I'm just kind of like, fuck it. Whatever happens, happens, you know? Yeah. Because you're not, you're not, you don't see like an enemy or someone who's going to do you harm in those situations. Right. You're just like, yeah, yeah, let's just put this out there and see how that, you're not seeing like that somebody is like coming for you or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And then I'm the opposite where yeah. when I, feel like someone's coming for me. I'm like, you give them the oh, benefit no. of the doubt and it yeah. drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> I do. I give them the benefit of the doubt because I don't want to I it's the it's the attachment style. I'm putting yes. them above me. I'm going they they're probably right. I'm probably wrong. You don't want to you don't want to be confrontational. Wanna, yeah, don't want to upset them more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I just want to fix this. I just want to fix it. Oh. You know? And I'm like Fuck it. Burn yeah, the whole place yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. You're like, I will personally go <laughs> after this person until my dying day. Let's man the troops and burn the ships. Yeah. <laughs> no one's leaving until I <laughs> – and that's, again, why we're the perfect I pair. have – I have like a chill side and a crazy fucking side. You know what I did to somebody one time? This was when I was much younger. I was way crazier, uh, much, much younger. Not as much therapy. And anyway, <laughs> someone um, wouldn't leave. I was at a bar and someone let, wouldn't leave my friend alone. He kept like, I forget what he did. I don't know if he like grabbed her ass or like, anyway, he wouldn't leave my friend alone. So I stood up on a table and I dumped my drink over his head. And what ben. happened? <laughs> he got so pissed, as he should, because it was like a way inappropriate yeah, response the... for the situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did your my friend God. do? Was my she friend like, was yeah. like, my, well, at this point, like my friends all knew like what's going to happen, right? Like I'm, I'm a chihuahua. Like I'm five feet oh, tall. You're that friend. In the I'm group. that they, friend in the group. They know that you're gonna go. They off. know that I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> I unfortunately. Sorry. Unfortunately, I've been in more fights than I can really admit to. I don't want to, but yeah. So they know that, like, unfortunately, I'm gonna be the one that loses <laughs> her shit. But I'm also the person that if something goes goes awry. You want me yeah. in your corner because I'm yeah. I'm fearless yeah. to a degree. Um, I remember the last time I went out to a bar, not the very last time, but I was older and my friend tried to start a fight and I was like, no, 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 this cannot <laughs> happen. And I was so hurt. Like, the Hulk is about to come just, out, please. It's just a chair. Yeah. And then I was like trying to talk everybody down. And I so it like switched. And I was like, let's just get another chair. We yeah. don't even need this chair. Yeah. The chair is fine. And like there are other people doing the same thing. It was really growth. funny. Growth. Positive it is, growth. It is growth. Positive by way, growth. By the way, I want to say Carrie, Miss Carrie Fox. Hi, Carrie. Said Yay! I need. She said I need a second half slash badass friend like Ambi. Zero to crazy in under sixty seconds. Thank <laughs> and Christina Collins said, "Thanks, Collins, Carrie." 
King said, I feel you, Ambi, on a lot of this. And Monique Romero said, me too. Ha ha. So I, there's a lot of Ambies in this uh, crowd. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. I'm the, uh, I literally, I was just thinking last night we were at um, dinner with, we took the baby to meet my cousin, one of my cousins who lives here who has kids who are like my mm-hmm. kind of my closest family here. And the kids had uh, the daughter had just had her her eighth birthday party, which was a sleepover, and her younger oh. brother was like winding her up, and she's exhausted. And they're probably all exhausted because they've been up all night yeah. with a girls' sleepover party. And uh, anyway, the their dad, so my cousin's husband, also my cousin, um, he was. We were at a restaurant, and it was like pretty loud and stuff, but. You know, every once in a while, like, the the kids are doing something. They're hitting each other. They're doing something. And he just, like, loses it. He's just like, what did I tell you? You know, like, one of yeah. those just, like, doesn't care who's around. Just And I immediately am like, like, I don't even want to – like, I, I'm just like, so anyway. Like, because <laughs> I'm so afraid of, like, acknowledging that. I literally was thinking, I was like – Am I ever going to be that way because I'm so afraid of making like like even if I need to, if I need to be, you know what I mean mm-hmm. or if I need to or I was thinking like what if I was in an Uber and the Uber was driving really erratic I literally had this thought last night. I was like am I and me and my son were in the car. I was like would I say something? I was like I'm so non-confrontational. Would I just not say anything? Would I just tell would I just be too embarrassed to tell him to slow the fuck down? Um, yeah. it's possible, but I have, I kind of have faith in like my mama bear instincts that now I wouldn't, but before I don't even know. So it really, it really is bad. Like it really is for me, it is a big weakness. Like there's things that I feel I can't acknowledge or engage in because it's scary for me, but it's like a normal part of being a human. You know what I mean? It's normal. Yeah to react that way to someone being erratic? Well, I think we have to, I personally don't think that you can be, like you're an extreme on one end and I'm an extreme on the other end. And I think that the air quote right way or the best way to be is somewhere in the middle of like yeah. someone who's- Balance. Balance. Secure. Yeah, the secure attachment yeah. style <laughs> that we don't know. Yeah. Um, I digress. But the the big thing here is that I we're all trying to get to that secure attachment style, but we might never get there. And that's okay. I might always, you know what really triggers me, which I'm really fucking working on. I'm working on it so, so hard. Cuddling. And I read, oh, I didn't read it. Let's be honest. I saw a TikTok about it. But I saw a TikTok talk that's, the more TikToks I see about ADD, I'm like, fuck, this might be me. Yeah. that people with ADD do not like being touched in certain ways because it's sensory um, overload it, uh, overload, and it's too much sensation. And I thought about that and I was like, yeah. And I wasn't really like cuddled or held a lot as a child because my mm. mom's the same way. She doesn't yeah. like to be cuddled or touched or things like that. And so for me, it's really uncomfortable and it's very, it feels like pointless. It feels like, what What are we doing? What's the point yeah. of this? Yeah. And so when I just sit there with my kids and I'm cuddling them, I have to really like calm myself down. I have to like, this is something they need because I don't need it. I'd be okay with not cuddling. Um, mm. 
which is really interesting. But like cuddling with a partner, I can do that. I'm okay with that. But not cuddling with my kids or like the idea of a cuddle party makes me want to vomit. (laughs) No, I get that. I really do. I really do. It's I actually I love like physical touch, but I don't know. I also sometimes just laying there. My husband, he's so good at it. He's so good at just laying there and doing nothing. And I'm like, well, let's talk while we cuddle or let's this or let's watch something while we cuddle or let's whatever. And it's like if I'm not doing that, I'm very restless unless I'm really, really tired. But yeah, that makes sense when you're saying you weren't touched or cuddled a lot as a child. Not to mention you're also extremely sensitive as a human being. You're a very, yeah. very sensitive being. So that makes sense because you are, you're probably feeling everyone's energy just from being in the same room with them when you mm-hmm. actually are cuddling with them. It's like a lot probably, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. And maybe that's just like too overwhelming. And maybe you have to, maybe just, it's just about working up to it or working up to something more, you know? Yeah. Um. By the way, Martine says, I have it whenever I see disrespect to a pet I have to react and say something I can't keep silent then I just can't okay I'm this if if that's the thing there's certain things that would trigger me but I don't see those very often so yeah animals any sort of disrespect or abuse to an animal makes me want to die um Allison said oh my god I'm legit going to my doctor because I for sure have ADHD too and I just always thought it was just weird yeah I'm hearing about a lot more women who are like uh, being diagnosed specifically yeah. with ADHD. So yeah, because I think that, oh, well, I'm not a therapist, but I'm going to give my two cents anyways, because y'all are listening and here we are. So I think that ADHD is particularly seen as um, fidgety or, or can't mm-hmm. sit still, can't pay attention, things like that. And that's not really what it is at all. Actually, we can mask. And I actually get super frustrated with my kids because they can't mask. I was having a conversation with someone about this. this well, what weekend. does it mean to mask? So like if I am, this is a good example. I avoid eye contact to a fucking fault. Oh my God. Because when Ambie and I get in the same room, it's actually weird because we like both avoid looking at each other directly. It's kind of like I I much. don't like making eye contact. It's because it's so uncomfortable for me. And also when I think naturally my eyes move to the side, but I know in certain settings, like a job interview or like if I'm trying, if I meet a new person for the first time, I know it makes them uncomfortable if I don't make eye contact. So I, I do have particular friends that like eye contact. So I will intentionally make eye contact with them. Or if um, someone likes to fidget a lot and they know that that makes another person uncomfortable, they'll intentionally stop fidgeting. That's masking, essentially. Got you. Understood. So the fact that my kids... I'm not trying to make them be different people, right? As much as I can, they're going to have their own issues and their own traumas. But the fact that they have little breakdowns and they have like, they're not masking their emotions. Sometimes it triggers me. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? Why are we having a meltdown about this? Like, I don't understand why you're so upset about this situation. And it's just because we're talking about feelings and we're having more of a well, is it also, is it that they're not masking or they're not really sure how to manage? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. So like, for example, my middle child will mask great at school, great at school, like no meltdowns, won't be overload with stimuli, will gotcha. be fine. But then when we get home, if they feel like 
there's too much music, there's too many sounds, there's too, the lights are too bright, they'll have a full meltdown. And I yeah. get frustrated because I'm like, what, what the hell? What the hell? We're just trying to do this one task. So that's, and like I me. know, and I know that that's not okay to get upset about that. And I don't tell them that like, this is not okay to get up, like to not mask. I just take a time out and walk away. But mm-hmm. no, I, I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, look, I think this is also what we're, uh, it's not going to get, um, less, right? I feel mm-hmm. like we're moving into a world that's going to get more and more and more sensitive people in it, highly who are more sensitive and the world is becoming more sensitive as a result and sensitive um hopefully sensitive uh what do you call it? um accepting or sensitive accommodating, you know? Mm-hmm. But I really do think like it's just going to become more and more. So it makes sense though when you're someone who grew up in a generation where you had to like you said mask and learn how to turn that down so you could be in society and she or they are feeling they like probably you're fine. Okay. Well, they are feeling like home is the safe space, right? Mm-hmm. And the space where they can just do that. Yeah, it's probably like really frustrating because you're in the mode of masking or kind of turning that down. So, you know, I don't think that's bad. I don't I don't think you're a terrible person or a terrible mom. You're a great mom. And I think that over time they're going to learn how to turn it down at home, maybe, hopefully. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it took – yeah, it took me a long time to learn how to be a certain way in my home as well with regards to managing my emotions and even what you're talking about, like sensitivity to certain things. Like I used to literally take a lamp that I had and move it all around this apartment with me, a big, tall standing lamp. It would be plugged into a different place every time my husband would come home and he would be like, why? What is going – why? Yeah. And I'm like, because I just need the light like this. I just needed it that mm. way. Mm-hmm. And now I don't do that at all. And now I'm like, it's fine. Everything's fine, you know? So anyway, um, everybody in the comments on Facebook is kind of talking about how they're really relating to this. Uh, So um, thank you, everyone, for chiming in this conversation. And by the way, if you listen to this on uh, your podcast app, you can always go and watch the live video on Facebook. Follow our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash podcast, And you can see other people's comments. Um, It's a really awesome way to interact and engage. And also, if you want to comment later, we'll always see them. So um, and, uh, yeah, if you're interested in this, you can just Google the four attachment styles and see which one you Take are. Take your little quiz. Let us know which one, which one are you? Yeah. And, uh, uh you want to, you want to talk about the contest? Is that what you were going to yes. say? I'm but sorry. You do it. So essentially we're having a contest. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, we would love to have you. Um, you just need to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and then email us the, um, review. It's innerbloompodcast at gmail.com. So far, how many submissions have we had? Because I know I think, you, were you checking? Yeah, I literally think one. <laughs> awesome. So your chances <laughs> are really good at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll announce the winner on Halloween. It'll be a fun little event. So um, feel free to leave us a review. And it really helps us a lot. Yep. And you get to come on the podcast and talk about your story or the winner will get to come on the podcast, talk about your story or promote something if there's something that you have that you want to promote. Um, we're going to read our only submission so far, which is from <laughs> Kay Lasanti. Uh, the, the, the review says, two incredible women, five stars, 
She says, absolutely love this podcast and these wonderful women. The Patreon is worth every penny. Tons of celebrity channeling that originally brought me to this podcast. But I fell in love with their spirits and the conversations that are had, not only with themselves, but with their amazing guest appearances. So thank you, Aww, Kate, Thank you so much. That's Kayla. so sweet. Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. That's so sweet. It really is. And um, yeah, if you want to get in on this, make sure you email us so we know you submitted. Um, and then is there something else? That we're, is there something else going on? Or anything else you wanted to? Oh, make sure that uh, if you, just like she mentioned, the celebrity channeling, the celebrity interviews, spirit interviews, make sure you sign up for our Patreon. It's only $5 to join. Um, you get so much access to all of this bonus content. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fun. We interview celebrities in spirit and uh, dive into conspiracy theories intuitively. It's really, really fun to, to get this information. And um, yeah, people are really happy with it. Um, you also get to talk to the Arc Nine. If you don't know who they are, go to Patreon. You'll find out. Um, and that can be found in the show notes or patreon.com slash podcast. And it really, 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 really helps us out a lot. So helps us make mm-hmm. this show. It really does, literally. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's Until it. Until next time. Keep on blooming. Keep on oh, blooming. my God. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.